Hi, and welcome to Everyday Impact, a Life Tree podcast inspiring you to take Jesus into your everyday life. My name is Jessica Jean. And I'm Will. And we've got a special guest today on the podcast. Today, we're going to be hearing from John Wason. And John's going to be sharing about what makes him come alive. Listen for his passion and listen for his energy in the conversation. And be looking for some of the tips that he drops about what it looks like to line up your own life with your passions. Sounds awesome. Let's jump in. All right, so I've got with me today, John, the man, Wason. (laughs) Thank you, Will. (laughs) Hey, John. Thanks for joining us today. Good to be here. Uh, John, I want to give you the chance. Would you just share, uh, for those who maybe don't know you or maybe those who might get the chance to know you a bit better, how would you want people to, to think of you? What, what would uh, you describe yourself to them? Okay, well, the most important thing is that I like chocolate ice cream. Oh. So that's it. Just plain chocolate? Uh, well, you could get probably some different varieties, you know, sometimes. Uh, probably not with nuts in, but with uh, you could have like fudge or chocolate ripples through it or something like that. But, okay. But just in general, chocolate chocolate ice cream is, okay. is great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's important. And uh, and I quite enjoy watching uh, football. Okay. So there you go. So you're you're relatable. You're an everyman. You're. <laughs> <laughs> oh sure, those things those things are important. Um, yeah, I mean I enjoy uh, you know Shelley and I love watching movies, and uh, that will uh, be an enjoyable time for us. Is if I can have. Uh, Chocolate ice cream and Shelly and I can watch a movie. Then that's that's all good. Perfect uh, evening. <laughs> that's right, John. One of the things that I always notice about you, um, see you around the office space here, is that you've always got your headphones in. Yes, you're always listening to uh, a story. Pre- predominantly, listen to stories. There's some other things I do listen to as well, but mainly it's stories. Mainly it's mainly fiction. Um, usually, it's going to be stories with some adventure, espionage, in something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I can listen for listen for hours. Yeah. And uh, I, sometimes I'll listen to music. Sometimes I listen to other, other podcasts and things. Um, but it's just uh, I'll go through tons and tons of uh, tons of books that I listen to. Yeah, I think that's that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of you. And maybe for others, that's a similar thing that pops in is. Uh, John Wason and story. And there's obviously a, a professional aspect to storytelling in your life. Um, just share just a bit about some of the ministry that you do. Certainly. Well, I've been with Youth with a Mission, YWAM, since, uh, well, full time since 1992. And uh, for the majority of that time, I've had the opportunity to share um, what I would call. Uh, uh, God's word in creative ways, um, and uh, so a, a lot of which is actual scripture that I've I've memorized and I and I share um, God's word in the context as well of um, of His uh, intent for us, His message to us, His kingdom for us, and so that could involve other uh, kind of inspirational stories, uh, events, uh, types of things as well that I share. Um, some of it is done, uh, majority of it is done with vocal in the sense of I'm actually speaking, so uh, theater-ish, um, but I've done other storytelling involving uh, movement, dance, and storytelling involving classical mime as well. So I have some, some exposure, some training in all those areas, not as much 
recently, but in the past, I've gotten to to share a story that way. So, um, as I understand, you've you've memorized full books of the Bible. Yes, short, shorter. Some of the shorter <laughs> letters. Let me put it that way. The Book of Numbers. <laughs> book of Numbers. <laughs> Leviticus. Deuteronomy. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah. No, what I've done, I you know, I, I have sampled. I have sampled some of those books. Um, you know, from there, Isaiah. You know, I have a few chapters here and there. But no, it tends to be more some of you know some of Paul's letters, um, Colossians and Philippians and Galatians and uh, James and uh, Titus. Uh, I've done that, well, James and, and Paul again, back to Titus. And then as well in the Old Testament, things like um, Book of Ruth and Jonah, um, as well as uh, a number of the Psalms that I've uh, mm. woven into a presentation wow. on Psalms. And so, you know, kind of when I'm doing uh, what I call a, a full-length play, and my full-length plays are really only, you know, I'm aiming for about 40 minutes. Yeah. And they will tend to be, uh, like in the in the case of Philippians, where I've included all the texts for the four chapters that Paul writes, and then I will include a story around it to be able to convey the the heart, the context of why Paul was writing. So the, some of the who, what, where, why, when stuff, hmm. and uh, and you know, so each of my presentations that I do uh, in Word to Life Theater Arts. Um, is a little bit different. Uh, really, again, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create a situation where I'm I'm sharing some words, words that people have often read many times uh, before, you know, perhaps heard all their life, yeah. and I'm trying to present them in a way that uh, it will just allow people to connect with them, uh, it, it, to hear something different, to see something different, to feel something different. And it's not that my presentation, uh, the way that I'm treating the letter of Philippians is that I'm trying to present all of Philippians. It's not a, um, a, a sermon on Philippians. It's not an expansion of Philippians. It's not a, um, what's the word, an exegesus on yeah. Philippians. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm presenting one way that you could kind of hear it. Um, and my hope is that that then inspires you to go and read it for yourself mm-hmm. and to kind of dig in for yourself and just see what God wants to say to you from that. Yeah. There's so much of, of how we receive the word that is very intellectual and very study-based, but it just sounds like there's a lot of creativity and artistry uh, woven into your presentation that I can imagine just pulling me in as, as a listener. I hope so. I hope so. I think, uh, you know, I think the arts in general, theater, story has the opportunity to do that. It has the opportunity to, to connect uh, in ways that um, maybe just speaking wouldn't, um, because it is igniting other, uh, all, you know, potentially all of our senses, mm-hmm. uh, if not many of our senses. And so there's an engagement there that's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe accessible is another word as well. Like if 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 the story that you're presenting, the music that you're presenting, the, the uh, picture that you've, painted, the, the, the model that you've sculpted. Um, if people can see some of themselves in that, uh, they tend to, you know, if they can put themselves kind of in that, in that story, in that picture, in those shoes, uh, then uh, there, there's something that um, already, you're already winning because people have already leaned forward. And that's kind of often how I think about it. Mm-hmm. Is if I'm telling a story, if I can get people to 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 lean in towards what I'm saying, 
then the barrier tends to be already removed or broken or broken breaking down and it's a and it's a it's a mutual breaking down so i'm i'm sharing the story you know from from my heart i'm sharing it with with intent, with passion, um, and people are responding likewise because now they're engaging their own uh, self physically by leaning forward and emotionally because they have extended their 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 thoughts, their emotions into the story mm. as well. So yeah, those are kinds of all things that I think about a little bit. I love that. I love hearing a bit about your um, your process and your thoughts behind this. Now we're talking about storytelling, but as I understand it, it's not just storytelling. For storytelling's sake, what is your drive, your motivation behind this form of, of communication? I think it is, I do what I do because it's what I would want to hear or see. Hmm. So it's really very selfish what I do. <laughs> I, I, I've realized that for a while. It, it, it's really all about me. And uh, other people just kind of get to, to watch or something on the sidelines. Um, certainly for me, it, it's been a way for, you, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm comes to Philippians or Colossians or whatever it is, it has been a way for me to take ownership of those words. Uh, so where in the past I have read, and I'll, I'll just refer to Philippians cause it's, it's one of the first books. It's actually the first book that I memorized as a whole. I'd received this Bible when I near, when I first started following the Lord from my grandmother, New International Version. And so that's the, the version that I use for most of my, uh, as a source for most of my storytelling. Um, but I was, I, when I was inspired to share the book of Philippians and I was flipping through my Bible and came to, to Philippians, uh, I came to a, a book that I had, you know, there was lots of underlining and, and words uh, that I had, uh, uh, you know, highlighting and whatnot that I'd done. Yeah. And it was because it was a book that when I was in uh, high school, college, it was probably college, me and a few other friends did a, a Bible study on. It was probably three or four of us guys that kind of did a Bible study on Philippians. Yeah. But it wasn't until kind of going to memorize it that I opened up this, you know, Bible, which because I had actually moved on to another, a, a newer uh, kind of NIV with a little more expanded notes and so forth. Yeah. So I went back to my old version and saw all this underlining and highlighting I'd done. And, and, and then I remembered this Bible study, but I actually didn't remember anything from the study that we had done in Philippians. Hmm. Wonderful letter, uh, encouraging letter that, that it is that Paul wrote. Um, and so when it comes to memorizing it, then it was a way for me to actually grab hold of a little bit more of the intent and meaning behind uh, what Paul wrote. Of course, I don't know exactly why Paul was writing what he wrote, why he said it. Uh, you can do a, I can do a little bit of, of kind of study as to what was going on contextually at the time. And so I kind of try and incorporate that. Yeah. Me, even more important, though, is what is it saying uh, to me, and therefore, what's the opportunity for it to say to you? And so when I do a presentation of, of Philippians, then what I'm looking for is I'm looking to be able to present the words in a way that uh, you will be engaged and inspired to go on and read it yourself and to apply it for yourself. And so maybe, maybe, you know, weeks later you're, you're, you're reading Philippians and maybe you hear, you know, John's mm. voice in the background, but, but to me, that only value of that is the fact that has, has inspired you mm. to do something about it, which is to read it yourself and to act yeah. upon it. Mm. How does this compare to the way that you experienced uh, learning or scripture or education growing up? 
So I grew up in Barbados. Well, I, I lived in Barbados in the West Indies until I was 13 and then moved to, to Ottawa. And uh, certainly the, the Barbados school system, which is based on the British school system, it was a lot more by kind of by rote. Moving to Canada, I found the system, you know, school was a lot more creative. Mm -hmm. And so the learning process was easier for me. Uh, but I certainly realized that, yes, I tend to learn through not just story, but through um, probably, I'm not sure whether I would say images or creativi creativity, creative things. I, I certainly found the school system here a lot more creative mm. and um, there's a lot more resource for that. Um, you know, whether it was even, you know, things like uh, overhead projectors where they could, you know, they were talking about a mm. certain country and so then they put up a, a map in the overhead or whatever and there's the country, right? So, so I didn't have that experience in the past and so even seeing that image that I could then focus on, I found helpful. Um, and so in, in a lot of ways, it's a learning, learning style. I would say that some people are probably able to, to, to hear and retain information that's simply spoken to them. Um, whereas I found for myself... Um, whether it's a short, short attention span or hmm. whatever it is, just from a learning, learning style, uh, learning ability, uh, the more creative it is. And I think the key for me would be from an inspiration perspective. In other words, if I'm inspired, then I am a lot more likely to do the hard work of figuring out what it is I'm supposed to learn or retain. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not inspired, then unfortunately I might not gain all that wonderful information. Hmm. <laughs> I love uh, that you said uh, this is a selfish thing. I feel I can identify with that in that I think for me, the paths that I've chosen in life, uh, I've had this aspect where I am pursuing coaching and it's very much about what I wish I had had or yes. what works for me and yes. wanting to actually present that to other people because there's likely others out there like you. Yes. There's likely people who are sitting around saying, I can't connect with this. I can't, this format, this style doesn't work for me, but there's something that comes alive, even word to life, the name of your uh, theater uh, company. Yeah, I, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring God's word to life in two ways. I'm trying to bring it alive, in other words, to to say it or present it with some some energy, some enthusiasm, some creativity, um, whether I'm using costumes and characters or, or, or whatever. So I'm bringing it alive in that sense, but I'm also looking to bring God's word to life in our, in our own lives and our own, um, being so that, um, it is integrated into who we are. Uh, so, so that sense of bringing it into our life, mm. not just a, not just a book or not just a concept of a philosophy, um, but but a real breath in us. Hmm. That's really what I'm looking for. And I think that, you know, as you were saying in regards to coaching, Will, wow, what a, what a gift for us to be able to be doing the thing that we love to do. Yes. The thing that gives us life, right? And so um, I, I, I do realize that we have responsibilities and commitments and there are um so those are you know there's practical things in this world mm -hmm. that can uh require our our time and our commitment and and choices that we have to make because there are 
other responsibilities that we have in relationships and so forth, when those line up with the thing that, you know, that, that we have found has been the, the thing that really sets us afire, yeah. uh, then if we can, we can combine those things, then, um, it's a great, great place to be, right? Um, yeah. And I, so, so I think that could be, you know, I think that could be anything that we're doing, you know. And so I've been, I've been blessed for, you know, for Shelley and I to be part of, of Youth with a Mission for ninety two. So whatever that is, coming up that's, to that's coming as up long to, as I've been alive, yeah, yeah, actually, <laughs> com, was... coming up to thirty years. There you go, right? You know, and to be in a position where, yeah, I get to be able to do this. Yeah. I get to be able to do this. I mean, I, 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 I get to do some other things as well. You know, I'm here at Lifetree helping out during the week with some different things as well. But um, the, the thing that, that, yeah, I've been really blessed to be able to do is to, to, to share stories of where God and people interact, hmm. right? And so with that, you know, I, I has, is involved not just presenting, but also teaching and equipping others and equipping others from the perspective of, again, I'm not trying to so much teach others how to do what I do, what I'm trying to do is really, in a sense, release the creativity that's within people to give them some tools um, for, for accomplishing that. Hmm. Take us back to when this first came on your radar, this form of delivery of scripture. When did you uh, I, get hooked? Yeah, so I can specifically remember, so there's a number of things along the way, but did my discipleship training school with YWAM in uh, 1989 in Cambridge, Ontario, and that's actually where Shelley and I met. We were both students hmm. uh, in the same discipleship training school, DTS. And uh, then we um, got married about a year later and uh, then lived and worked in Ottawa for a year and then were invited to come on staff with, with back in YWAM Cambridge at the beginning of 92. So yeah, so that's when we started in 92. But I can remember specifically sitting in a staff meeting uh, with the rest of our, our YWAM friends. Um, and uh, I, you know, I don't know how much many, there, maybe there was 40 of us that were there. And we would, uh, you know, once a week staff meeting on a Wednesday morning or Monday morning or whenever it was. And it would normally start off with a, uh, someone to present a short devotional. And uh, I can remember specifically, uh, Dorothy shared one of the Psalms, it was Psalm 62, and she shared it from what at that time was a new paraphrased translation by a gentleman by the name of Eugene Peterson. And, uh, you know, the NIV translates uh, Psalm 62 as, my soul finds rest in God alone. My soul finds rest in God alone. It's mm. a, Eugene translates it as, um, he starts off by saying, you know, God, the one and only, everything I need comes from him. He is solid rock under my feet, breathing room for my soul, a mighty fortress. I am set for life. Hearing um, Dorothy read Psalm 62 as translated, presented by Eugene Peterson, it caught my imagination, my inspiration, you know, I was inspired. I heard scripture, probably not for the first time, but what I remember as being for the first time, I heard scripture as a story. And I'm not, and so again, not the stories in scripture, because there's a lot of great stories yeah. like Ruth and Jonah and David and Goliath and Daniel and the lion's den and all those uh, wonderful recounting of events. But to hear 
non-storied scripture as a story. And so there was something there that caught me. I heard the words and I saw the poetry. I felt the poetry. I felt the words. And I, I said, okay, I, I want to be able to share scripture in a way that allows people to be inspired. Hmm. And so that was it, Psalm 62. And you so still it, remember that oh, exact so moment. I, I do, and because in fact, so then I went on to, to create a, 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 a short story, let's say, around Psalm 62, and I've presented Psalm 62 in many countries around the world, all because of that of that reading, wow. but then has, has yes has sprung from there to 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 many other to many other stories that I've borrowed from other authors uh, or ones that I've I've written myself. Hmm. So, what does that do uh, for your audience? What what some of the feedback or experiences that people have had as they've been on the receiving end of this style of communication? Connecting with people afterwards and talking with people on a one-on-one. And um, I think even just because the, the stories that I've shared, I've shared scripture in a way that has become accessible to them. So, you know, so the common phrase I'll hear is, wow, you know, wow, I've never heard scripture like that before. Hmm. I'm sharing what I know has, has touched me, has spoken to me, gives me life, um, gives me breath. Yeah, and so when I am on stage sharing something, I'm sharing something that is, again, is 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 chocolate ice cream to me. Hmm. Like it's <laughs> it, it's the you know it's it's the thing that that life is made of. Yeah. So, you know, and I've heard this from you know from other artists or whatever, and and you know whether they say it saying it glibly or not, there is this aspect of it being true as to, you know, when asked, well, what is your, you know, what was your most important performance or what is your next most important performance coming up kind of thing? You know, the most important performance that I do is the one that I'm doing for you, whether you, you know, you, the audience at this particular time, like that, everything needs to be brought together and presented because what I'm what I'm not looking to do is I'm not looking to simply recite or regurgitate words and stories that I've I've memorized. What I'm really trying to do is to create something new, so that when I am presenting a story, it's the first time I, I want it to be like the first time I've ever presented it, mm. first time you've ever heard it because it's live. See, there's something that's, that is happening that will never happen in any other time or place. And it's right now when, when the story is being told and you are receiving it and hearing it. So whatever is connected, and, and, and certainly theater has that, has that opportunity to do that. Many art forms have, performing arts have the opportunity to do that, is to create something that is only captured right at that time. Hmm. Selwyn Hughes, who is a, uh, American pastor, I think, and you know, I, I just know him as a author of devotionals. And uh, I came across something early in my my YWAM life, <laughs> um, <laughs> as I was getting involved with story and and uh, movement, and again classical mime, and 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 realizing the, the the power and opportunity of communicating through story and telling stories. Um, 
he said that men, first of all, he starts off by saying, who can arm themselves against a story? Hmm. Okay. So who can arm themselves against a story? Men listen to a sermon from behind a mental barricade, but a story disarms suspicion, Hmm. glides unhindered into the very citadel of the mind and is in possession before its purpose is guessed. Hmm. I came across that and I thought, wow, for me, that's exactly it, is that, um, again, this image, you know, when, when someone is telling a story where I've realized that I'm physically leaning forward, I'm limited, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm engaged, I'm hearing the words, I'm seeing the pictures, I'm feeling the, feeling the emotion, feeling the thought. And then when they go on to expand upon that story by enlightening upon the, the, the moral principle or the scripture application or whatever, I'm, I'm there. Hmm. I'm, it's, it's already home for me. You, you know, it's like when someone says, hey, you, you got me at hello. <laughs> I mean, totally for me, and it's, it's really like that. It's story for me is the key that opens the door slides the window up, the air is coming in. So story for me has done that. It, it opens it up. And now whatever you want to sell me after that, hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm open to hearing it kind of thing. And so, but again, to me, it comes back to learning style. And so I, again, I don't think that this is the, the only way or even the best way of communicating. Yeah. Just for me, I found it was the way that, that opens the door for me. Mm-hmm. I do love that quote that you shared though. Um, there's something in it that actually reminds me of Jesus yes. where the way he communicated, there were uh, some very uh, overt and obvious messages, but a lot of it, there was a story that hooked you. You didn't know the punchline until the end. You were drawn in and, and much of it, um, you remember these stories. And there's some, and there's some risk with stories. Yeah. There's some risk with stories because people may not interpret them the same way that you do. And, and again, we see this in Jesus. That's a good example where, where he is, he's telling stories. And then, you know, we, we have a recorded, you know, where in sometimes where the disciples have came to come up to him and said, okay, now wh- what was it that you meant? What were you, <laughs> what was it you were really trying to tell us? And, and, and sometimes, you know, you might hear, you know, he'll go on and try and explain w- what he was talking about with the seeds and the sower or whatever you yeah. know, the situation was. Um, and there's sometimes where you don't get an explanation explanation of it. So there's some so there's some risk that people mm-hmm. may not get it, and I think that's I think that's fine, uh, because of course as we realize that you can say things to people even in what you might consider really clear language, you know, give them some clear information, and they still don't don't get it anyway. <laughs> so yeah, so but what I but I, but my hope is that what if people get it is that they again get ownership of it. They got they've got it and they're going to hold on to it. Mm. So um, where you tell them a story today. Um, then yes, X number of, of hours or days or weeks or years later, they potentially will remember that story. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's just so much power to uh, just these varying styles of communication and storytelling being one of them. I think of so many situations in my own life where I have just come to, to understand and appreciate the value of story. I know we think of, of ancient civilizations that were founded on stories. Right. Even uh, the uh, 
chosen people of God that they passed stories on long mm-hmm. before they had mm-hmm. written law. But much of my Christian experience, it's been um, having the right answers and having the right uh, explanations for faith. But when you share your story, there's something that's communicated where, uh, like in that quote, the walls go down or you mm-hmm. slip past defenses. Uh, so whether it's a sharing of faith, learning how to share your story, or even just um, me and my friends or me and my wife, helping them understand who I am and what I value through effectively communicating and, and, and getting into the, the heart of it, the emotions of it, really effectively passing that information on for whatever motive or reason you have. I think our, our character, what we value, you know, what gives us joy, what causes sorrow, those things can all come through, come through the story that we tell, just as you say, not, you know, not someone up on stage telling a story, but, but in sort of our day-to-day life, um, as we interact with people or, or whatever. And um, again, I think if we can be more attuned towards listening, which the arts asks for, and again, whether that's fine art or performing arts, it asks people to, to listen if you know if if you and i can become better listeners and in listening we are conveying to people that we care about what they are saying then not only are we going to gain because when we've actually heard what they have said um, but we will have empowered other people to talk or to share their story so we empowered other people to know that they're important so therefore, we're speaking into identity, which of course, of course, to me is what God's story to us is. I mean, it's all about identity in that the song, you know, that's, you know, with the last few years that's come out, you know, that you're a good, good father, that's who you are, and I'm loved by you, that's who I am. And so my identity is that I'm loved by the Lord. If we can, if we can then pass that on to other people, that that their identity is important and so therefore what you're saying is important. And again, for me, so then what story is doing, hopefully in me, is it's making me more sensitive to those things. I would say, you know, thinking about it in that way, that's some of it as to who I am is because that's what I've experienced. And so if I can have other people experience that as well, mm-hmm. uh, then that's exciting for me. Yeah. I think part of the desire in the show is that we would hear your story but also see how does your story translate into my life, my circumstances. Yes. I might not get up and share on stage uh, the, the book of Philippians, but there's an element to communication that is so uh, everyone. So what would you share just in wrapping up as maybe some tips about how to communicate uh, effectively, how to step into that, whether that's an area of, of uh, technicality or an issue of the heart, what have you learned through your journey that uh, maybe I could take away from this conversation? To me, it's, it's, it's going where, you're, where you find life yourself. And so, uh, so whatever it is that is your passion, whatever it is that 
you know, excites you, that brings you joy, that brings you peace, mm. <laughs> that sits right with you, whatever kind of terminology or phrasing we want to use that, you know, is the sweet spot for you, you know, any of those kinds of things, um, then I would say, you know, the discipline is then pursue it, right? Equip yourself to do that thing well, to do it um, better, to do it uh, in a way that has a positive impact upon others, you know, whatever it is going to be, to be asking, you know, asking the Lord, is this something, Lord, that I'm supposed to be sharing with somebody else? How can this be a benefit to somebody else? Um, the, the, you know, certainly from a communication perspective um, is, is being aware of uh, what things that, you know, you enjoy when someone's communicating with you, what, what's effective for you to hear. And so then you turning around and then trying to incorporate that. And so, hmm. you know, the resources there from, from books to, to YouTube, you know, great, lots of great TED Talks, for example, on and on and on, right? But for me, it's, it's, it's what's your passion? Mm. Where are you inspired? You know, go for in doing that. So to be able to share what God has put within you, uh, that's, you know, that's, that's the blessing, that's the honor that I've experienced. Mm. Um, that's the impact that I've seen as I've gone into schools and prisons and funerals and <laughs> kind of on the street, many different places, um, being able to connect with people in that way. Um, and to know that I think for each of us, God has put something in us and whether it is working, um, you, you know, as a carpenter, um, whether you're uh, working in the medical profession, uh, whether you are working as a pastor, whether you're working as an artist, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter in all of those areas, God is going to be able to use you to, to influence and speak and bring life to people mm -hmm. uh, because good. it's something that's important to you. So then therefore it's important to God. And if I present it in a way that has invitation to it, and again, story has inspiration, has an intent, and it has invitation. And if I'm able to present it in a way that has invitation, mm. then I think there's opportunity for the people to accept that invitation step forward to you, ultimately to step forward into God's kingdom. Mm. Thank you. It sounds uh, like a lot of this conversation was not just about storytelling, but about uh, finding and aligning with what makes you come alive and who God created you to be. Mm. I know there's a lot of people who are either not in that place, there's a disconnect or a lack of, of clarity. And I'd love if you could... Uh, close us out by just blessing mm -hmm. our listeners to find that revelation and an understanding. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we serve a creative Lord hmm. <laughs> and uh, who has given us a spirit that lives within us and walks within us. And, and Lord, we just invite that spirit to um, infect, <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> to infect all uh, our friends, our family, um, that uh, we interact with, our neighbors, our coworkers, those that are are connecting via this this podcast, to have open hearts and open arms and open eyes to, to the Lord, to the Lord's Spirit coming in and coming in 
and moving us in a direction that there would be surprises, there would be joy, there would be peace that passes understanding. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today, John. Thank you, Will. I love what John was saying about finding what makes you come alive in understanding what brings you joy or peace or passion. You can obviously tell that that has a spark in you and to pursue that and go after that. But just the thing that really stuck out was how he said, ask God, how can this benefit someone else or the community or Mm -hmm. environment around me? Yeah. Because that's, what's going to make an impact. And God has special insight that he can help you in the passion that he gave you so that you're like a team working on this. Mm -hmm. I've noticed a trend in my own life lately where I've been maybe frustrated or tired or burnt out and I've been doing the things that I feel I ought to do, but not necessarily doing things out of a place of joy or passion. And that we can actually align our lives with our passions for the sake of other people so that we're living from this place of overflow, that we're living energized from within because we're paying attention to those signs. We're paying attention to uh, the peace within us or the passion within us that is really connected to the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And I think even just knowing what God has to say about our passion can be helpful for us in those moments where we're not feeling passionate about that too. Because there are moments like when you're following your dreams or the things you like where you can hit a rough spot and be like, oh, I'm really not liking this right now or this is hard. And knowing what God has to say about it and just having that in the back of your mind in yeah. those moments can be really helpful too. Mm-hmm. And his his experience and his thoughts about storytelling I love the duality of this conversation that it's about passion and also uh, story and, and inspiration and that it's in sharing our stories, sharing our passions through stories, but also giving other people the place. What's, what's your story? Tell me what makes you come alive and actually honoring other people, giving them the place to open up and to, to flow from what God has put in their hearts. Mm-hmm, which is my favorite thing about this podcast is I'm getting to hear stories of people in the community and they've got the chance to share in a more expanded amount of time. Yeah. So guys, as you're listening, even think about your own passions. Uh, think about what makes you come alive and maybe plan to share that with someone someone who doesn't know that side of you or sit down with a friend this week and ask them uh, what, what makes you come alive? Give people that space and, and find the joy of discovery in this process. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of everyday impact. We pray that you're encouraged. We pray that you're inspired and we bless you this week as you explore your own heart and the hearts of others around you with Holy spirit. We pray you have an amazing week. Yes. Amen.